I'm Ricky. And I'm Joe, and this is Season 6, Episode 15 of the Beer and Broadband Podcast, supposed to come out on October 16th, 2023. And we're just going to get right into it today, because, uh, you know, mistakes were made, things happened, we did not achieve the uh, <laughs> the early morning that we thought we would. Um, so we're just going to talk about it. We're not drinking any beers, anything today, but we are drinking brews. Uh, I made some cold brew tea from tea that uh, my best friend sends me is from Germany it is a um, black tea from uh, somewhere in the northern part of Germany that she gets all the time Uh, and then the cold brew coffee is from Amora coffee and it is a specially formulated cold brew um, roast that's just for cold brew Okay. So, um, I didn't. We're not doing the hidden thing. You know which one's which. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I'm sitting here talking, well, I, I should kind of make the process. So I took basically a lot of tea, um, mm-hmm. probably a whole bag worth. Put it into the. It's, it, they're these small, um, like uh, five ounce bags. Yeah. What, what's the ratio? Like how much? cold tea did you get versus how much hot tea if you'd made it normally uh i probably this is probably more of a concentrate so i probably Mm -hmm. could expand that to about uh a gallon um so it probably would have made about the same amount of hot tea okay if i'd have made it normally um but uh yeah so it i just took the whole bag and dumped it into a half gallon basically a pint okay of uh of uh, water and then this is a gallon of coffee from uh there's these like you two bags make a half pint of cold brew or make a i'm sorry not a half pint a half gallon of cold brew okay and then i made a full gallon out of this gotcha yeah okay so this shouldn't be concentrate but this kind of is i think okay well, I mean, i'll be honest i like the tea kind of concentrated that's it a, is that's nice. a good tea yeah and there's only tea in it there's nothing left nothing else no, no no tea nothing else it's uh it is it has like um citrus notes in it because of the the type of tea that it is yeah i was gonna say it's like it's a little bit sweet yep. you know you could just drink that plain and mm-hmm. be perfectly happy with it it's it's um it's not quite the iced tea that i'm used to from mm-hmm. back home uh, but that's orange peacoat and i'm pretty sure this is not um but now the cold brew coffee i do enjoy a whole lot i like it a lot better than i normally do regular coffee yeah you know it's it's a little bit less bitter than if you had made it hot um, it's still got a little bit of bitterness to it, but that's probably for the roast for cold brew. Because mm-hmm. I've made a lot of cold brew coffees that have no bitterness, but they're normal, like, hot brewing blends. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you put a little maybe a little bit of milk and a little bit of sugar in that. You might not even need the sugar. I mean, mm-hmm. milk itself is a little bit sweet. So if you put a little bit of milk in that, that'd probably take out the little bit of bitterness that's there. And you could just have, like, a little kind of, what are those called when it's just the milk? Um, latte. I mean, oh, it's like a Americana latte. Yeah. Something like that. So the one of the things that I like to do with this is um, I'll put some milk in it, so put some cream in it, uh, or put some like oat milk or something like that mm-hmm. in it, and it really is formulated for that. That's but we're not we're just comparing kind of the two, yeah, yeah, uh, together because we said that we would uh, we had actually said we would do yerba mate. Funny story, I think that that yerba mate that you gave me got uh, thrown away. When I went to go prepare it last night, I couldn't find it. Uh, (laughs) That's why it's coffee Mm -hmm. versus tea instead of yerba mate versus tea. That's okay. I'll Uh, bring you some more. Yeah. uh, So we'll have to do that. Like maybe the next time we record, we'll do that. But I wanted to, Mm -hmm. I wanted to get one in 
and I thought that this black tea would be really good because if you drink the, if you like let the Amora sit on your tongue, it has like cherry and um, stone fruit flavors to it. Where if you let this sit on your tongue, it's more citrus and light and floral. Uh, And I say this, I mean the tea. So um, I just, I kind of felt like it's a good dichotomy between the two. Mm -hmm. A good comparison. Um, Should should you uh, go out and and find this tea and get some? Yes. Absolutely. It's fantastic tea whether you do it cold or hot. Yeah, I mean it really is. With the lighter notes it has, it does just have like a light sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. I mean it. If you're used to southern sweet tea, it tastes kind of like a weak half and half. Like when you take half sweet, half unsweet. Uh-huh. So that's normally how I drink most of my tea anyway, because full-on southern sweet tea is incredibly sweet. sweeter than soda. <laughs> so I don't normally get, get it that strong for health it reasons. It is a simple syrup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> now, as, as a man who grew up in the South and grew up in the country of the South, mm. and my my parents and my grandparents that was like our staple drink we didn't buy sodas we had sweet tea yeah and like for the longest part of my life was pretty much addicted to sweet tea it it basically was just a sugar concentrate <laughs> i mean <laughs> it really much. is i mean the the way i learned to make it growing up is you add sugar to the boiling water until it stops dissolving um, and then you cut that with some more water later, but you essentially make a simple syrup and you add that to the tea until it's a sweet to your liking. Yeah. Um, we kind of did it a little bit different. Basically we, um, made a very strong, uh, orange peacoat, mm-hmm. uh, or orange peacoat. Um, and then, um, that was like, uh, maybe half a pint of, of tea. So, you know, like two cups or something like that. Yeah. One cup of a tap. Yeah. Pint. Um, and then we would, uh, or yeah, maybe it was a pint, not, not a half a pint, sorry. Half a quart, maybe. Yeah, half a quart, yeah. yeah. So, and then we would take sugar in uh, hot water mm-hmm. and put that in, and we put in like four to six cups of sugar, and then in the, we would pour that in, and that concentrate would mix with that um, and kind of blend, and then you would adjust it as you needed to, and then you put ice in it until it you know, brought it up to the right thing and the, yeah. I, the ice would melt and form, form the rest of the water. Form yeah. the rest of the water. Yeah. Yep. So exactly. Yeah. It just was a, it, it was a thing. And I don't make that tea anymore except for whenever I'm requested to, because it's delicious, especially if you put like some uh, fruit in it, like lemon or something like that. Mm-hmm. It just like really brings out those citrus notes, but it is so bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. <laughs> it's ungodly sweet. It's, it's weird to, I know a lot of our, our listeners are also in the South from the ones that have reached uh-huh. out to us and talked to us. But if you're not from the South, it is it is something to experience. It's certainly not a health drink, which is why a lot of places, if you order at a restaurant, most people order like half and half. Yeah. Half uh, full sweet, half unsweetened completely. So it just cuts the sugar in half. And at that point, it's a little bit less sweet than soda. It's now like a pleasantly sweet versus a... Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that... So... Um, that is the way it's up here in North Carolina. In South Carolina, in the upstate of South Carolina, where I grew up, it was mm-hmm. just straight sweet tea. You just get it. You go out and work all day, and they would just bring you sweet tea to, like, keep your energy level up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, it was a thing. Uh, no sodas. Always sweet tea. And once we – you know, like, you'd start 
drinking soda because that's what was available like at the thing like you go get a coke if you were like trying to get refreshed or yeah. you were like feeling down or whatever and uh the carbonation make you kind of sick so the the if you're working out in the sun it's a little easier to digest the sweet tea or whatever yeah. i guess um but yeah it's a thing so let's talk about uh some of our travels over the break that we did mm-hmm. um so i traveled and you traveled i traveled twice and you traveled once you yep. went to las vegas uh, we both went to las vegas mm-hmm. and then um we w- i went to canada yep. like, during that time period um and when we went um we all carried some gaming peripherals uh, i noticed that your wife took because uh, she went to las vegas too mm-hmm. she at least took her switch did she take her steam deck i don't believe so i think she stuck to the switch okay so i took my steam deck and my miu mini and then i went on a trip recently um back out to san jose and i took my uh switch also my mm-hmm. switch uh light not my full switch so I thought we could talk a little bit about traveling with those today and like what your experience was versus maybe what some of my experience was. Um, so I'll let you start off because I think you probably have a little bit less to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll admit when we were traveling to Las Vegas and it was for work, I had very little time to play games. I did one or two nights. I played the new Zelda game mm-hmm. and that was fun. Um, Switch obviously held up very well, very travel compatible. We got a nice little travel case for it uh, a while back that's all thematic so it all matches. Um, my wife loved it. She loved the the longer battery life on it. I think that's the reason why she actually didn't bring the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. while she was worried about the battery life, which I told her probably wasn't going to be an issue because you'd be in the hotel so much, yep. and she was, so it probably would have worked fine. But it was a good travel experience with it. I mean, we didn't really run into any issues at all. Yeah, um, I, I think for me, um, having the comparison of the Switch versus the Steam Deck versus something like a MiU Mini, uh, which I took my MiU Mini Plus. Um, the the thing is, being a large person, um, mm-hmm. I don't really fit on airplanes, you know, things like that. So having like the Steam Deck and trying to fit on the airplane and like being able to like prop it up or something like that to play a video game or something like that. Even though most airplanes now have like a place for you to plug stuff in and mm-hmm. you can do all this other stuff, wasn't as nice of an experience as when I was stuck on layovers and yeah. then I could pull it out and play a couple of, um, you know, hours of Baldur's Gate three or, um, some tunic or something like that, which are games that I like to play right now. Also Dave, the diver, you know, just depending on what's mm-hmm. my whim. Um, and so I felt like that was a really good setup to do. Um, and and be able to to travel with i didn't really like traveling with my switch light as much i like the analog triggers on the steam deck um the joysticks are a little bit bigger they feel just it feels like the switch light is for a child mm-hmm. <laughs> and the steam deck is made for an adult's hands to me yeah. now that doesn't mean that if you prefer the switch over the steam deck that that's kind of you know bad or anything like that but it really did make it a very different experience for me uh, when I was traveling. And on a plane, I just kind of prefer the Miu Mini. I got through most of um, Final Fantasy Tactics on on my plane ride to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being able to have something that's very pocketable that I could just travel around with, just stick it in my pocket and pull it out and play, um, but has actual physical controls on it because touchscreen controls are great for Android games. 
sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but having like physical controls is um, really, really the thing that draws me in to, to those sorts of things. So, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I kind of am trying to. I'm, I've got this idea. The next time that I travel, I'm going to set you up with a Miu Mini. The next time we travel together, okay. and I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to be like, "Use this on the plane." <laughs> Just see what, how the plane Just rides. See, like. yeah, yeah, see, see how this works. Use it while we're while we're in our downtime. Carry it in your pocket. You know, like give you an assignment, um, kind of like I did with that, uh, um, the headphone amp like three mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Listen to this, <laughs> uh, and see see what your thoughts are. Um, I. I, the I think another thing is the Steam Deck can pretty much play any of the games that the Switch can, so like you can. It it I mean emulate them on there, if you want to, and you only really need to carry one device, so you get like the best of both worlds at that point in time. You carry the right battery, you've got you know ten twelve hours of battery life at that point. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, I mean, for so let, let's say you buy this, you spend you know what you could spend for like a gaming laptop you've got basically all of the switch games all that stuff you know there and you've got longer battery life because it's more you can you know control the tdp of it and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think that's uh that's a good trade-off um and i which brings me to the next thing maybe i'll trade some of that out for something like the ein odin um the odin 2 was you know, announced the Indiegogo campaign came out and I backed it. Um, okay. So we'll see what that's like. <laughs> well, so uh, the same people that make the Retroid Pocket 3 and the Retroid Pocket 2 and 2 Plus mm. and uh, 2S and all that stuff, they're also the parent company of AYM. So there's a lot of similarities between these two like yeah. companies, between the devices, between the hardware. And um, I like my Retroid's a lot i like traveling with them i like having them around they tend to be more relegated to things that i want to have when i'm playing in bed or i'm playing like you know like i don't want to bring out the steam deck to play like a bigger game i just want to bring out my retroid to be able to just sit there and play something you know that's just there you know yeah. around um the the problem is not all android games work really well with their button mapper tool with the mm-hmm. layout you have to like do some funky stuff to make those things work so i'm not really sure if the ayn odin is going to be as good i've seen some people that have done some reviews since um it was you know announced and then you could do the the campaign for it and everything um but it's kind of an expensive device <laughs> at the same time yeah uh, you know I, I was like all right well I got a little bit of a, I, I, I got a little bit of a thing. I got like a promotion. I got a bonus and things like that. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna spend the money and I'll buy it. I just, I wanna, I wanna see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, I might sell it after I, after I've had it for a little bit, or maybe it'll be a thing where I'm like, well, you know what? This takes the place of my pocket three plus, and that thing's gone. I don't know. Um, it's supposed to have analog triggers, and you know how I feel about that. Like, yeah. I don't like the clicky, like just on off, you know, digital triggers that a lot of devices have so yeah i feel like i just babbled on for a good 10 minutes <laughs> uh you got anything else to say about either traveling with kit or got any questions to ask me about that topic no i mean other apart than like a good setup can really make travel much much easier you know the trips i've taken that have been 
very hastily planned that I didn't have too much with me or like I naively thought, oh, well, you know, I'll do work on my laptop and then it doesn't open all the way because of how small my seat is. Yeah. Uh, compared to the ones where I go and you know, download a bunch of music, get a couple games on my phone, stuff like that. So, so much simpler, so much nicer. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely worth the investment in thinking a bit about what you want to travel with or you know, going out and buying something to travel with, like the Miu Minis. They're not that expensive. Yeah. You know, those sort of deals. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see it. I mean, it's, an, it's for someone who's going to travel, especially if you're traveling frequently, definitely worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think some of our listeners also know that because they've reported <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that they, they do the same thing. Uh, well, this will be a shorter episode. Probably the next two will also be a little bit shorter. But uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.